Welcome to Bank of Singapore's Outlook in 5. The definitive guide for investors to stay ahead. Hello everyone. This is Todd Schubert, Head of Fixed Income Research at Bank of Singapore. Historically, credit spreads have been a fairly good canary in the coal mine, a good leading indicator of future market performance. Since the end of September, global credit spreads have tightened substantially. In emerging markets credit, high yield spreads have tightened 35 basis points, and investment grade has come in five basis points. In US credit, the trend has been even stronger with high yield 58 basis points tighter and investment grade seven basis points tighter. Now, much of the rationale for the recent spread rally is pinned on a belief that the Fed has either passed its peak tightening or the even more optimistic belief that the Fed will pivot and turn dovish in response to recent equity market weakness. In the spirit of Outlook in Five, here are five reasons why we would not chase the credit rally and remain cautious, particularly in the U.S. high-yield sector. Number one, we do not buy into the Fed pivot theory. Chairman Powell has made it abundantly clear that his priority is price stability, bringing core inflation from the current 6% down to the 2% area. He has warned us all to expect a prolonged period of economic weakness to accomplish this objective. This is about as close to an official Fed warning of an impending recession that we are likely to get. Number two, after the transitory inflation debacle, Chairman Powell knows that his credibility and that of his legacy is on the line. For the Fed to actually pivot, we believe that Mr. Powell would require demonstrable and consistent evidence that inflation is weakening. And a deceleration in inflation will likely require some softening in the labor market, which we have not yet seen. In fact, the September jobs report released at the end of last week shows a still sizzling U.S. employment market. So with respect to the jobs and employment, we are ironically left hoping for bad news. Number three, the other driver of a pivot would be a significant stock market decline. While the S&P 500 is down a non-trivial 22% this year, we think we would need to see a much larger stock market drawdown, something akin to the global financial crisis in 2009 before the Fed would unambiguously decide that this was a clear sign of weakening in the real economy. Number four, the government bond market continues to reflect the likelihood of a recession. The two to 10 year US Treasury curve remains inverted. The two year US Treasury yield rose above 4.3% last Friday, the highest in 15 years, and volatility remains at multi year highs. Number five, earnings momentum in the United States is weakening for 2023 with our house forecasts for barely minimum growth in 2023. Further downward revisions to negative growth are certainly not out of the question. Furthermore, with respect to current valuations, particularly in the US high yield, do not reflect declining earnings momentum, which in turn translates into more aggressive financial positions and ultimately more credit downgrades and higher default rates. 
Now, among the various credit classes, we are most optimistic on developed market investment grade, and in particular, U.S. credit for several reasons. First, we believe that as the Fed continues to hike rates, more of the burden will fall on the short end of the curve, with a longer end more anchored over a 12-month horizon. Second, it has the strongest credit quality globally. And third, it has the highest duration. We prefer the longer end of the curve, which we would define as 10 years in maturity and longer. Should we actually begin to move into a recession, a long position provides a positive hedge as investors would likely start to move into the US Treasury as a hedge. Additionally, if we get to the point where a Fed pivot becomes more likely, either because they overdid it on the rate hikes and caused too much damage to the economy, or the stock market moves into a 2009 drawdown territory, duration would then move from the headwind it has been for much of 2022 to a potential tailwind. Now, just a few words about emerging markets credit. In addition to the macro factors that all global credit is facing, the asset is facing some unique headwinds, including a persistently strong dollar, a lockdown in China that is holding back potential growth in this huge country, and geopolitical volatility emanating from the ongoing Russia-Ukraine war. Once again, in the upside-down world, where bad is good, a global slowdown or mild recession would actually be somewhat beneficial as it would likely result in a weakening US dollar. We remain underweight, both emerging market investment grade and high yield with a preference for the former. Thank you for your time. I look forward to speaking with you again in the near future. This podcast was brought to you by Bank of Singapore.